Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war Well, hello, everybody. Happy to have you here with me today. Fair warning, today's show might feel a little controversial, I guess. I I think maybe all the things that I talk about on the show might carry some amount of controversy with them. But what I want to talk about today, I think, is maybe even more controversial for a couple of reasons. Uh, One, I think, is because it might ruffle some feathers and might feel a little un-American, if you want to say. And the other reason is is that it might feel like it's not law-abiding. So with that being said, let's jump right right into it. Let's just not uh, waste any more time. We'll get down to it. I have mentioned on the show before and I think in the underpinnings of every topic that I talk about I'm not really shy when I talk about just sort of my overall disdain for the government and that's just not our federal government I really since you know over the last three years and I think that this has been the same for a lot of people have really started to examine what our government is, how it functions, what it's really doing for us, if anything. And also looking at people at the local level and at your state level and sort of questioning, I know I'm questioning, is the grandness of this necessary? Are all of these people and their supposed roles and responsibilities necessary? I'm always somebody who will advocate for small government. I think that that's definitely in line with my conservative viewpoints and what I think our government should be is a small entity to tackle You know, just because you're a small entity doesn't mean you can't handle big things like foreign affairs and security, national security issues, things like that. You don't have to have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people in order to maintain protection and in order to, you know, work with our our allies and I don't even want to say adversaries because really in today's day and age, nobody, nobody knows, but I just don't think that we need as many people. And I certainly don't think that we need these people to have their sort of hands in 
everything that we do. You know, I look at how much government regulation there is and the the things that they are continually trying to do. And it is just such an insane overreach. And I don't know necessarily if that were to be corrected, is that something that starts at the bottom and goes up or if it starts at the top and works down, right? Like, I mean, obviously our federal government is just this massive entity and it's the larger umbrella of everything. And then, you know, we, we trickle down underneath that, but I sort of look at it like, okay, what if on a local level, we all just decided to run ourselves? We just decided, you know, we're just, we're just going to handle our business. We need a mayor for each town and that's about it. You know, we're at this day and age in our society where we're not in this constant evolution, right? We aren't, you know, our infrastructures are built, our, our, our buildings are built. We have city plans and policies and things that are already in place, already established. We're not in this massive growth and, you know, industrial revolution to which we need tons and tons of people to maybe fraction off and handle different aspects of, of what I would imagine, you know, thinking about building a town or starting an, an entire infrastructure or a freeway system or things like that. Yes. I think the, the more people you have, maybe the meeting of the minds and different perspectives and, okay, you handle this part. I'm going to handle this part. That all makes sense to me. Now, I think we're at a place where we could absolutely pare that down. There's not really, you know, we have the laws already in place. We have our departments, our corrections departments, our police force, our fire departments, our school districts, like all of those things are already established. I think we could probably pare down and just sort of govern ourselves. And I think maybe a a potentially scary concept of thinking about governing ourselves are the people that don't necessarily think on whether it be the right side of the law or the golden rule, you know, doing the right thing, doing to others. But I also look around at society and I think, well, Maybe we need a little bit more just sort of, I don't know, tough love and kind of back in the good old days where if you saw somebody doing something wrong, you stood up, you know, you dealt with it. We don't have that anymore. You know, we have everybody standing there filming people robbing stores and, you know, assaulting people and nobody is willing to step up and step in. So that sort of segues into my first topic that I want to talk about. And I've mentioned it on the show before, but I am emphatically not voting in the 2024 election. And that does pain me to say, because I love this country. I think that the United States of America is the greatest country in the world. I'm proud to be an American. 
but I am so disgusted with our government. I, it's, it's almost like this, like, I don't even want to be associated with it. And by casting a vote, I've somehow participated in that system. Sort of like with healthcare, I had to get out. It no longer served me. I didn't want to be associated with it any longer. And that's how I feel about our voting system. And now there might be a bunch of stuff that comes out between now and the election. I might be pleasantly surprised by the time it comes in the first week of November to go and cast my ballot. Maybe we've reworked the machines. Maybe we've gone to a hand count system. I don't know. But the system in and of itself does not demonstrate to me, number one, that my vote even counts. And furthermore, that any of these people that I would be putting into office as a representation of me actually represent me and what I want, and what's in my personal best interests, and what's in the best interest of my family and my community. Now, I will say, going back to somebody that did vote for President Trump, I do have a hard time, and maybe it is because I'm biased, but I also, I I do look back at when he was president and think, you know, we we were pretty good. We were doing pretty good things. Our economy was good. Um, we had, you know, low unemployment rate. We didn't go to war. Like this, I think in and of itself is something really big that people don't think about because they think we're so desensitized to foreign conflict and, oh, we'll just go do a little drone strike here, a little drone strike there, or, you know, our troops are used to being away. It's what they signed up for. But if you think about having a president that didn't get us involved or we were not involved in an international skirmish, it's pretty massive. A lot of credit should be given where credit is due. And that's a big one for me. But I also just look at sort of our overall, you know, way of life and living. And we were living in good times. Things were good. So I think if I were to vote, like again, I don't know that I would vote for President Trump again. I, I, I'm, I'm still just sort of on the fence. But if that were to be the way that things were, you know, if we were to go forward and, and have, you know, a 2024 through 2028, like we had when he was president, I'd be sort of hard pressed not to. But the issue is are we going to get him in there? Are we going to get anybody in there? And I think it's it's super frustrating when you have people that are on opposite ends of the political spectrum. Again, I don't really like to use Republican and Democrat because I think that they're all one big, like, messy cesspool. So conservative and liberal is where it's at for me. And I think typically you vote, you know, along those party lines based off of that. But let's just talk about not voting for a second. You know, in 2016, we had 
the entire Democratic Party talk about how the election was rigged and how the election was stolen. And they lived on that for years. And we had Democrats from top to bottom and, you know, liberal people in the community talking about how President Trump was an illegitimate president. Russia, you know, all of these things. So at that time, and for those amount of years, all of those people didn't have any faith in our voting system. However, they thought it was pulled off or accomplished. Whether, whether Vlad flew over here and just sat at one machine and cast all these votes for, for Trump, or whether they, you know, hacked into the system, whatever the case may be, however they thought that that got accomplished. I think a lot of people still think that, despite everything that has come out with evidence with evidence actually not linking Trump <laughs> to Russia, but rather linking this entire narrative as a false narrative to the Democrats who were so butthurt, basically, that they didn't win. Like as a kid's on a playground, you know, losing four square. And so they come up with some, you know, outlandish cheating scandal and go get the recess aid. So if we take that, if we take how irritated and annoyed and frustrated the Democrats and the liberals were from 2016, and let's just for a second stand on a piece of common ground, and let's go to 2020. Because that same frustration, that same annoyance, that same irritation is felt by conservatives in 2020. Now, in my opinion, the real big difference between those two things is that one was a made-up narrative and one is a pretty factual narrative. One we have no evidence of or doctored evidence, fabricated evidence, and the other we have a ton of evidence. In fact, before the 2020 election, I was actually the recipient of two ballots. I shared this in an interview I did with CNN that never got aired. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show before, but it never got aired. And I think it didn't get aired because, well... The person interviewing me from CNN, I kind of ate his lunch, right? Like I just took him to task and it didn't really go at all, I think, the way that they intended. And so it didn't air. But I did share in that interview that like, because we were talking about election fraud, it was after a Carrie Lake rally. And I was was talking about how, you know, I myself received two ballots I still have a picture in my camera roll holding the two ballots. Like this right there, this one example leaves me with absolutely no faith in the process and in the system. 
if I received two ballots and I'm an honest person and I only cast one, how many people like me are there in the country that received two ballots and that did the honest thing? And how many dishonest people are out there and received two ballots and cast two votes? You know, I went, I don't know if you're familiar with Coachella, the music festival, but I've been three times in my grown up life. And let me tell you, this music festival is run like an absolute well oiled machine. And the three years that I went, I went with the same girlfriend, um, lovely, lovely human who is also a nurse. She still is a nurse, but we literally joked that Coachella is run better than the hospital. And we were joking, but it wasn't a joke. And now I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, Coachella is run better than our entire voting system. Nobody's going to accidentally get sent two tickets to Coachella. Like, can you imagine? There, No, that's not happening. You're buying your one ticket. You're going online, just like you're going online to register to vote. They're sending you a box with your little bracelet that has this RFID chip in it so that you can scan yourself in and out of the music festival. Our voting system cannot even keep your addresses straight, can't keep your polling location straight. It can't provide us with machines that work. It can't provide you with pens that are supposed to be used on the ballot. And yet I'm going to a music festival in Indio, California, and it is flawless. Shuttle stops all around Palm Springs of where you go and they pick you up and they drop you off right at the gate and you scan yourself in and they have an app for the for all the concerts. You can plug in who you want to see. It sends you an alert. Oh, this band is starting over on this stage. You better get over there. Shows you the entire festival layout. And I'm going to receive two ballots to vote in the most important election like in the world to put into office the leader of the free world and it's on paper with the wrong pen shoved into a machine that doesn't work it's embarrassing and if we could all unite maybe around this concept maybe that would be good for us maybe as liberals and conservatives we should sit down and we should actually start aligning on the things that are just absolutely absurd now we're not going to agree on all of the things that are absurd which is an entirely different show and things that I've talked about on past shows. But maybe we could just talk about the absurdity of our election process. 
And let's touch on the pain points that they all felt from 2016. And where did that get us? And then maybe we carry on to the, the, to the pain points of 2020 and where that's gotten us. I am all for starting a, you know, back in like the 80s and 90s, what did we have? We had like the, the MTV, like rock the vote, like get out there and vote and trying to get young people engaged. Um, I'm here for stop the vote. <laughs> I am totally here for stop the vote. If there's anybody that's listening that wants to get in touch, email me. Let's start like, let's start doing some PR stuff. Let's create a website. Let's create an app. We've got a year to go. Maybe we could get enough people convinced that we have to literally shut the entire thing down. Because you know what that would show us? That would show us how much potential fraud there is. How, how many people do you think would be willing when they're watching the ticker at night on their TV on election day and all of these votes are rolling in and you're going, uh, no, our, our state, everybody decided not to vote. Where did all these votes come from? I think that would be pretty amazing. We have so much opportunity as individuals and as a country to start telling these lunatics that they are actually not as powerful as they perceive themselves to be. You know, they are D-list celebrities at best. At best. And they absolutely peacock around like, you know, they, they can do and say whatever they want and there's no consequences, no repercussions. And I feel like it's past time actually <laughs> for the majority of them to start having consequences and feel repercussions. And to get off of this, you know, gravy train of going into office and then sitting there for a gazillion years and becoming, um, you know, a, a skin suit in the office and just live on our tax dollars. And speaking of tax dollars... This is going to carry me into the second half of the show. I'm going to step away and take a short little break, but I'm coming back with some more wild ideas, crazy stuff, rebel rousing. As my sophomore year Japanese teacher called me, he said, Beth, you're a rebel rouser. And I've never felt more complimented by an adult man in my entire life. So I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about taxes in another very controversial idea that I have. So you are listening to me, me. How did I get this great opportunity? This is incredible. My name is Beth. I am your Tuesday nurse host. You're listening to Nurses Out Loud here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. 
The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body, and now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all.
For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. It's time and this is Welcome back. Happy to have everybody back for the second half of the show. If you're just joining me, um, in the first half of the show, I went rogue, you guys. I went wild. And I talked about my emphatic decision to not be voting in the 2024 election at any level. I'm not voting for anyone here in my town. I'm not voting for anyone in my state. And I'm certainly not voting for anyone to sit in the swamp. And I just was sort of like proposing this idea that if liberals and conservatives are struggling to find something that we have in common. I think that we should probably focus on the absolute insanity and like ridiculousness of our election systems and our processes because the liberals felt that in 2016, you know, despite the years of, of searching that and, you know, uncovering what they didn't actually uncover, but that's, that's besides the point. Let's just focus on the pain that those people felt. It mirrors the pain that a lot of people felt in 2020. So what if, here's the big, what if, what if we could all come to the table and be like, yeah, this is embarrassing. Like we shouldn't do this anymore until they can guarantee to us that it's fixed or better yet. If these people actually really want to be elected, how about you go out and you volunteer for a year? How about you go out and you do your job as city council person or as senator? Do it for a year. Like, show us what you're made of. Do an internship. How about? How about prove to us before we vote for you that you're worth our vote? Go, like, go actually do something. Like, try to get something done. You know, it's like all these people that start, like, these grassroots movements and that they get, like, bills, you know, brought into the government to look to be passed. It's like, 
those people aren't in politics. They're devoting their time, their money, their energy, their efforts into doing something that they're that passionate about. And they actually make a lot of headway. They get things done. So maybe that's how we need our politicians to be. Like, get out there. Like, show me that you are worth, you know, me putting you into a place where then you get to speak on my behalf. So I'm not voting in 2024. And I ended the first half of the show talking about, you know, these politicians that get in there and, you know, literally just age themselves out. I mean, our our government looks like a nursing home right now. And that is terrible. We've got who's who is that Diane Feinstein Feinstein? Her daughter has medical power of attorney over her. And she is still sitting in office. She's sitting in a wheelchair in office. And she somehow is supposed to know what's best for the people that she's representing? Come on. Absolute insanity. And they're living on our tax dollars. You know, we're paying their salaries. Which brings me to my second topic of the show, which is also has the potential to be viewed as a controversial or a non-American or a, you know, maybe even illegal or against the law proposal that I have. But I actually don't think it's against the law. And I think if I dug a little bit deeper, but my time is very valuable and I already do a lot of research on a lot of things and my legalese isn't very great. So I haven't done as much research as I want to, but the grumblings, and maybe you've heard these grumblings. There is actually no law. And again, if you are listening and you know yes or no, or you're curious about this topic, please email um, nursesoutloud at gmail.com. You can address it to me. Um, there is, there's truly no law on the books from what I've heard and the, and the little bit of research that I've done and some videos that I've watched. The income tax is a thing. We all pay it. But is there actually a law for it? I think taxation is theft already. This is me and living in my, you know, little one-room log cabin with my wood stove burning and my apron on, you know, in 1776. Because this is where my mind is. I think I could probably do really well living then. I'm a fan of you know, minimalistic living. And I don't know that I need modern conveniences. But my brain goes back there and is like, um, taxation, hello. Like, 
literally one of the reasons why we are a country. And yet we are paying so much money in taxes. And now I do think, again, that we've we've shifted sort of so far. You know, I kind of look at this as a standpoint of like it's become this evolutionary process of our country, right? And if you remove something, it it potentially has to be replaced because I look at people that are um, you know, our, our first responders, our firefighters, our police officers, our public school teachers, my tax dollars do pay for their salaries. But what tax dollars? This is what is so like convoluted about all of this to me is I literally, it, this is the only money that goes somewhere that I have no idea where it's going. And I really actually have no idea what I am getting in exchange for that money. Right? I order something online, it gets delivered to my door. I know what I've ordered. I know that I've paid for the the shipping and the handling of that product. I go to the grocery store. I, I look at the cost. I know exactly what I'm getting. The sales tax, on the other hand, I have no idea. What pot does that go in? How is it allocated? Who gets what? So my radical idea, hold on to your hats, kids. What if we stopped filing tax returns? What if we all claimed zero on our W-2s, kept all of our income money and didn't file tax returns. I feel like it's like a joyful idea. The way I look at this is that all of our money is being misappropriated. I do not consent to my money that I have earned being sent to Ukraine. I do not consent to that. So what are my options? Do I write a letter and send it in with my tax return that says, please, if you could, if you could only allocate these dollars to programs that help people here in the United States, that would be great. Thanks. XOXO. Um, no, I'm actually just going to boycott and I'm just not going to give them my money. What if we treated our government like we treated Bud Light? Because we did a bang up job on Bud Light. If you want to run your business, like Bud Light ran their business, you're going to feel the consequences. And the government is running our country and taking our money, my money, and running it like Bud Light. That does not align with me. I'm not in agreement with that. Therefore, 
my choice would be to boycott. I'm going to vote with my dollars. I'm going to force these people who are trillions of dollars in debt, and then they have the audacity to give me a credit score. If I ran my household financially, like the government runs this country, I wouldn't have a household to run. We all know this. We all say this. We can have this conversation. And for some reason, it's like they get a pass. Well, you know, they're just so big. They have to, they have to spend all this money. We have to do this. No, we don't. No, we don't. And I'm not going to participate. The beauty of coming out of COVID, again, another silver lining, is literally just deciding that you don't have to participate in things you don't want to participate in, even on a very large scale. I pay a tax when I buy food. I pay a tax when I put gas in my car. If I smoked cigarettes, I'd pay a tax on that. When I owned a home, I paid property taxes. Like right there. That's that's three because I don't smoke. So I'll just use the three examples that I just gave of taxes. Where's my money? Where's my money? Do I get to go into the cashier at the Chevron and be like, oh, by the way, this gas tax, I would actually like it to just go to um, the Scottsdale Police Department. That's it. That's, that's the only place I'd like it to go. No, I don't. Until these people can demonstrate that they are fiscally responsible I am going to choose to not give them any more money to waste because I could do really good things with that money. I could save it. I could invest it. I could go on probably a really great vacation. I could put it in a college fund for my son so that he doesn't have to take out government-funded student loans. Oh, yes. What a concept. There are more things that I could do with that money that I want to do with that money that would be better use of that money than giving it to the government and having my government do God knows what with it. But as of late, it appears that it's all going to Ukraine. This is something else that's so interesting that I cannot wrap my head around with the American population. Nobody, nobody really stops and goes, what other country is taxing their citizens 
and then sending it to the United States. Do I need to repeat that? Think about that for just one second. Just think about it. Think about living in Peru. And they're like, well, it's time now. All the Peruvian citizens, we're going to take a little bit of your monies and we're going to send them to the United States. We're not sure what they're going to do with the money. We don't know. We have no idea. But we need you to pony up some dough. We're going to send it Western Union. Like, this is wild. Why are we doing this? It's not our job. We are not responsible for taking care of all of these other countries. You know, this is like, we don't, we don't even take care of our own people. Has anyone checked on the water in Flint, Michigan? Like, that's always my go-to example. I'm like, get out of here. Has anyone checked on the people of Palestine, Ohio, since that train derailed and spilled out toxic chemicals into their water and into their ground and into their air? No. We're too busy collecting dollars to send to Ukraine. And to pay Congress people that are, you know, so old that they have their children be their medical powers of attorney for them. Like, this is wild. So here, so here's what, 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 we, what we need to think about. We don't vote because it's a, it's a criminal enterprise. Our government is, a, is, is organized crime under the guise of government. I don't know. Who do you want to vote for? Al Capone? Like which mobster is the best mobster to vote for? None of them. So we don't vote. And then when there's no one to spend our money, we don't have to give them any of our money or vice versa. We don't give them any of our money. So then maybe the misbehaving children that are spending all of our money go, oh, there's no more, there's no more monies to spend. We might have to rethink this. What would they do? I don't think our society would come to a screeching halt. Because again, think about all of the taxes that we already pay. I'm just talking about income tax. I'm just talking about not filing a tax return for my income tax. And again, I'm pretty sure there's no law for it. Pretty sure. I think it's, again, one of those things that we've just all been doing it for so long that we don't question it. Maybe there's a CPA listening. If you're a CPA, let me know. Holler. 
But from what I've read, from what I've seen, doesn't exist. But we all just do it. What would happen if we went back to sort of like the days of, and this again, I think is like an example of our separation of our country from like God even, right? Like the church has become the church has become a lot of things, but, you know, I think if I want, if I want to throw some, some terms out there, like back in the day, right back in the day when people went to church and we tithed, right. We gave what we could give, or we gave our 10% that didn't result in the pastor wearing Gucci sneakers on Sunday morning (gasps) that resulted in food being purchased to go out and feed the homeless or to feed the less fortunate. You know, that led to people doing charitable efforts in their communities. That lent itself to, you know, people maybe even paid to go out and and do work in their community or volunteer and they had to they had the money to buy the supplies. You know, we don't even operate like that anymore. Our government's gotten so big and so invasive. They're they're like an invasive species, like a beetle that kills all the trees. You know, they just permeate everything and leave just like a stank wherever they go. And they don't really do anything except leave the stank. I can't think of one way in my day-to-day existence that I even need the government. Everything's set. Everything's established. I follow the rules. They have, they have, I I think that's actually even the problem is that they have such little power in our day-to-day lives that they want more power. So let's not give that to them. Let's not do it. Let's not give them the power and let's not give them the money. Whichever comes first, I don't care. Could be pretty great, you guys. Could be pretty great. We could hold on to a lot of our money. We could make a big statement. You know, let's just let's just say you know the 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 IRS right like and this rumor that they've hired these 87,000 IRS agents which again i don't know if that's true like i think that that could be some really good clickbait on the internet but you know even if they did first of all the government runs so slow it's not like having all of this money makes anybody work any faster they still operate like sloths And it's not like 87,000 IRS agents. Can you imagine how fantastic it would be to just completely bog down the system if millions of people didn't file a tax return? It'd be incredible. That would come to a screeching halt. Those 87,000 wouldn't know what to do. It would take 
It would take forever to know and to track and to do anything about it. It's fantastic. It makes me really cheerful to think about. How can we just become an absolute thorn in their sides? That really should be our goal. Our goal should be to become absolute thorns in the government's side, where it hits them the most. I'm not talking about becoming a a society that's unruly or anarchy, although we're borderline there anyways. Uh, All eyes on New York last weekend. What in the world? But if we follow the rules, be good to one another, follow the laws that are already established, we could still very much be pokey little thorns in their sides. And I'm here for it. I'm here to make them as uncomfortable as they have made us. And put them in situations that are compromising and that are troublesome, just as they have done to us, because they have. They did it with COVID. They do it with our taxes. They do it with wars. They do it with inflation. They do it with interest rates. They do it with everything that they touch. So, Two big ways I think that we could potentially, you know, take our power back. And I'm here for it. So if anybody has any ideas, if we want to start some websites, if we want to start some underground meetings, email, get in touch with me. I'm here for it. It could be radical. It could be just what we need. You know, sort of, sort of stop things in order to move things forward. It could be great. So with that, that is all the time that we have for today, friends. But remember, we are here on the air five days a week, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern with a different nurse host daily. Please be sure to tune in and listen to myself and my amazing sister nurses as we walk you through all of these hot topics. We will empower you with information and education. We will advocate and we will stand in the gap for you because we are nurses and this is what we do. I'm your host, Nurse Beth, and you can find me here every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to make americaoutloud.com your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part and share the stories, the articles, the podcasts, and videos so we can help secure America's future. Until next time, be safe, be well, and God bless. Join us weekdays with a different nurse host daily where no topic is off limits as we shine our lights and expose the darkness. It's time and